Well, blessed and happy Pentecost to all of you on this joyful day, 50 days after Easter, that celebrates the coming of the Holy Spirit to the apostles, and really, in a bigger sense, maybe from 38,000 feet, celebrates the outpouring of the Holy Spirit into the church itself. Uh, Pentecost is often described as the birthday of the church. Uh, Because it is at Pentecost that the church receives her lifeblood, her very soul, that is, of course, the Holy Spirit. And in our opening collect that we prayed at the beginning of Mass today, uh, there were some beautiful words that I think speak to us, especially today in our current situation, uh, and what we really desire in a feast such as today. So in that opening collect, we heard these words. With the grace that was at work when the gospel was first proclaimed. Fill once more the hearts of all believers. It is a petition asking God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to bring the same dynamism, the same energy, the same zeal that was at work when the gospel was first proclaimed, as we just heard in our first reading, and to make it happen now, right here, right now. You know, those apostles were in the upper room awaiting those gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they used those gifts to proclaim the good news and to evangelize. And that opening prayer again asks for that same dynamism to take place in our hearts once again, right here in Chesterfield, in St. Louis, just like the apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And I would argue that that prayer is so apropos for us in particular on this weekend. With so much change announced around our archdiocese with all things new, with many parishes changing drastically and others that for the most part will be left as they are. And regardless of how much change takes place at our parish, brothers and sisters, this feast and all that is surrounding it is a reminder to us that we cannot continue to merely just do things as we have been doing them in the past. This moment for our local church and this feast compel us to cast aside old attitudes of what it means to be a member of the body of Christ and what it means to be a Catholic in the world today. Because our sole focus as a people, as a church, and as a body of Christ, must be the spreading of the gospel. It must be the witness of an authentic and vibrant Catholic life and the proclamation of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Period. End of story. That is why we are here. That is why we gather together every week at Mass. That is why we are a member of the church in the first place to proclaim the death and resurrection of Jesus to others. People maybe of a prior generation uh, might have grown up with the adage of, what does it mean to be Catholic? Well, pray, pay, and obey. Uh, That was what many people probably thought it meant to be a, a member of the Catholic faith. We've all heard that phrase, and whether that was what people thought the church expected of them or some maybe what the church expected of her people, we can all agree that it's a dumb phrase, and it's stupid, and it's wrong, it's wrong, but just think about that. That, that. that mantra of pray, pay, and obey, that's what it means to be a Catholic. That says nothing about whether someone actually loves the Lord. It says nothing about whether someone actually loves the Lord. It says nothing about whether someone is truly in love with the God who created them. 
It says nothing about whether someone actually knows Jesus and wants to evangelize to others. Again, think about it. If that was how people approached the Catholic faith in prior decades, what has that gotten us? What has it actually accomplished? And again, our faith is not a transaction. It's not an exchange of goods and services. It's not checking off a box. If the the apostles on the day of Pentecost proclaimed, pray, pay, and obey, they would have gotten approximately zero people to follow after them. It's a rather unconvincing message. So what was it that they did that brought thousands of believers to the faith? What was it they said or did that convinced so many people to follow the gospel? Well, very simply, as our first reading concluded, the apostles simply spoke of the mighty acts of God. Simply put, they spoke of what God had done in their lives. Spoke of all that God had done tangibly in the person of Jesus and how their lives had been changed as a result of an encounter with the God of the universe. And they wanted to invite others on that Pentecost day to consider what God had already done through them, but also to consider what God could do in the future of their own lives. And at the very least, those apostles took it upon themselves to evangelize and to preach to others. It wasn't someone else's job. It wasn't someone else's responsibility. No, it was theirs. They took it upon themselves and took ownership of it. And so, at the risk of sounding like JFK today, all of us, whether priests or those in the pulpit or those in the pews, need to stop asking what the church can do for us and ask, what can we do for the church, the body of Christ? This is a question all of us need to ask. It's not a case of, you know, who pays the bills or who works for whom. No, this is the responsibility of each and every baptized Catholic If we are not boldly proclaiming the gospel to others and inviting others into a relationship with Jesus, then I dare say we are not living out the call of our baptism and certainly not receiving those charisms given to us on our confirmation. And our faith is so much more than just being present for an hour on a Sunday. It is about a relationship that stands at the very foundation of our lives. And it is also a mission to introduce others to Christ so that they can love the Lord as we love him. You know, sociologists often say that in successful groups or cultures or movements, there's three stages to that success. First is mystery, then comes community, and then comes mission. And you enter into a group because there's an air of mystery to it. You want to know what they're about. And of course, that forms community, and that is a good thing. But if we have community for the sake of community, that doesn't accomplish much. And I would argue that as a church, we are almost stagnant in that second stage. We need to move from community to mission. To mission. Knowing that we, you and I, have been sent out into the world to be disciples And to go win souls for Christ just as the apostles did at Pentecost. And so everything happening today between this feast and this moment for our local church is a mandate for us to be sent out on mission. 
sent out into our jobs, our, our neighborhoods, and among our families, just as Christ was sent by the Father and the apostles were subsequently sent by Jesus, so too you and I are sent with the help of the Holy Spirit to evangelize to others. So maybe, brothers and sisters, we can pray at this, at this Mass in particular for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our parish, our local church, and in our world. We pray that just as it was on that day of Pentecost, and with that same grace that was at work among the apostles, so may we take up the mantle in our own day and go make disciples of Jesus.